another episode of the Mixed Witches podcast. This episode will be coming out late uh, late September. I was going to say late August. So that's a dirty lie. Late September. Yeah. Wild. Oh, God. It's wild to think that that's coming up sooner than... Okay, I'm going to stop there, or I'm going to give myself an anxiety attack. What, what are you talking about today? <laughs> Basics. Basics, basics. Because besides, like, I said, oh, we never talked about the moon. I feel like the other, this is, like, one of the, like, the last things that I'm, like, it's been a whole year, we've never talked about this, but the days. The days. The days. <laughs> to be honest, I had never really looked at the days. Like, I, I did, and then I didn't, because I don't care. Then I started to care all of a sudden, so I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll look into it again. I guess Hermes is screaming in my ear or something. Somebody. Oh, my God. He's always... Up your ass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I won't forget the other day when I typed... The other day, but, like, a while ago, when I accidentally typed 888, I'm just like, that's too much. That's oh, too yeah, much. didn't you drop something on your keyboard or something like that? Yeah, it was an accident. It was like 888, and I was like, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> I feel like it was during the Hermes episode. Fair. I think it was as well. So, yeah, he's always, you know, shut up. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> A talkative one. Um, talking about the days of the week. Because I looked, I was like, we already did colors, we already did things, we already did that. You know what we haven't done? This. And I have this written in my grimoire, like, my book of shadows, like, hella early. It's like, I already got this out of the way for myself. <laughs> we never talked about it, so here we are. I got this out of the Everyday Magic book that we had talked about previously. Also, Sky Alexander's Modern Guide to Witchcraft or whatever book. Also, some Pinterest. So... Oh, Pinterest. Oh, Pinterest. Um, this is the general correspondence and sphere of influences. Well, the sphere of influence, not influences. For the days of the week pertaining to magic and spell casting. So, like, obviously, these are just the days of the week, but it is going to be a bit more up your alley if you are somebody who really likes to cast spells. You might like to choose your days wisely so of course Jade and I would love to hear about how your culture perceives the days and if they mean anything different than what I have listed here because I am a westerner 
and some of y'all are not. I'm sure other cultures have different things. I have spirits listed here, which kind of like solidifies that because there are some spirits that I was like, oh, you would put this spirit here or whatever that I wouldn't think about, but I'm like, well, I guess it means something else in that culture. Right. So some of these are my own personal correspondences as well. I like to put chakras on sun on days. Sorry, Sundays first. I was looking at it. Sorry, <laughs> and like some elements and stuff that maybe you wouldn't like associate with the days, but I do. Just kind of like makes it easier. I was gonna say that like gives you like if you associate chakras with certain days, then you can work on that chakra for that day. Yeah. If you're like working with your chakras at the time. Yeah. Baby That's steps. the gist. You got it. I got it. Um, of course, that's why I say my own personal correspondences, because you may dispute, you'd be like, I'm not, I don't want to put that there. Whatever. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) You, you, Whatever. Whatever works for you. Um, and some of the spirits listed may not be associated with the day or the planet itself, but I have them listed because they may be able to be petitioned for help with the specific area of influence of the day in question. Because it's very cultural to have, like, a day with a a spirit. Because not all spirits have a certain day. Only certain cultures, like, do that. So some of these, I was like, I'm going to put this here. And you may also disagree with me. But based off of what they do, I put them on a day. And uh, obviously, my listings of spirits are not all-encompassing. I'm going to miss a shit ton. This is just brief. We don't want to be here all fucking day. So, we start with Sunday. Well, some people don't start with Sunday. Some people start with Monday. I'm starting with Sunday. Sunday is ruled by the sun, if you remember when I did planets. The color for Sunday is yellow. You can also add in gold. Gold is a color and a metal. But the color on its own is, like, just yellow. I associate the solar plexus chakra with Sunday because sun. Also because of the element of fire, which is the element I associate with Sunday. There are going to be repeats before you come at me because there's only four elements. Well, five. You count space. There are seven days. So leave me alone. (laughs) I have some crystal examples of course there's a shit ton of crystals and I don't have them all listed but some examples is clear quartz diamond, amber and carnelian Um, these are not my examples but if you were like why those ones I assume the clear quartz and the diamond are because they are amplifiers which is the sun that's what she do. Well, he. <laughs> Him. Them. It. <laughs> uh, so clear quartz and diamonds are known as like amplifiers. They will just amplify a spell or amplify another stone. Amber is amber. Carnelian is definitely for vitality, which we will get to. Some male spirits. If you wanted to petition or... Uh, what's the other word? 
proposition? No, just venerate. That's the word. Oh. <laughs> that one too, though. Just say hey to spirit. Hello. <laughs> you just wanted to say what's up. On Sunday, I have male spirits. We have the god Ra, Apollo, Helios, Bellinus, which is the Latin name for the god Bell, which is where we get Beltane from. That is his holiday. Agni, Sol, Babalu Aye, Obatala, or Obatala. If there's an accent, I'm sorry, I am an American. <laughs> the Peacock Angel, oh. Archangel Michael, Archangel Uriel, and Brahma. The Peacock Angel is very interesting. I think I want to talk about him later. That'd be cool. I'm interested as well. <laughs> well, to give you a taste, it's it may or may not be Lucifer. Oh. But the Peacock Angel is very interesting. So, Female spirits are Aina, Amaterasu, Sekhmet, Alat, Aphrodite, Sarasvati, Sulis, Silibo, Sole. That's all I have. I thought I had one more. <laughs> Misali was the last one. The energy is Yang energy or masculine energy. And Sunday is associated with strength, personal growth, gratitude, creativity, physical strength, health and well-being, public image, confidence, career pursuits, auditions, prosperity, recognition, friendship, success, achievement, beauty, hope, victory, and self-expression. If you remember anything from astrology, a lot of this is going to sound familiar. Next is Monday. Monday is ruled by the moon. The color for Monday is white, but you can also add in silver, the color or the metal. I associate the crown chakra with the moon. The element for Monday also goes with the moon, which would be water. So some crystal examples are pretty straightforward. You would have like pearl, opal, moonstone, which are also very watery stones. Some male spirits associated with Monday are Shiva, Babalu Aye again. He has two days. There's going to be a few spirits that have multiple days. And I was like, that's greedy. Yeah, I was going to say greedy. <laughs> um, Baron del Cementerio. Papa Legba, Archangel Gabriel. And Cindy. Some female spirits is Selene, Artemis, Diana. Madame Brigitte, Lubana, Nana Baruku, Maria Padilla, Inanna, Ishtar, Lilith, Isis, Hecate, Sevna, Morgan Le Fay, and Ish 
speak Maya, but it is I-X-C-H-E-L, so I'm going to assume the X and the C-H. I'm not going to, like, slur them together. Right. <laughs> is, what, is what I mean. I'm sorry if I butchered that, but I am trying my best. Um, the energy of Monday is yin energy or feminine energy. And Monday is associated with peace, truth, some travel, mostly short travel, protection, confidence, psychic work, female fertility, creativity, home and family matters, intuition, dream work, spirit work, reconciliation, receptivity, love, purity, and healing. Next up is Tuesday. Tuesday is ruled by the planet Mars. The color for Tuesday is red and also orange. So I associate the sacral chakra with Tuesday because as we get to, Tuesday has to do with sex because Mars, it all goes together. Uh, it all makes sense. I like to say, like, correspondences don't have to be, like, perfect because I think t- Tuesday is masculine energy, yang energy, but also associated with the sacral chakra, which is feminine energy. That's irrelevant. Not everything lines up, but not everything should or has to. <laughs> I feel like as I get deeper, I learn. I'm like, you know, that's fine. It's fine. It is what it is. Things are complex. Not everything fits in a little pigeonhole. (laughs) I also feel like Tuesday is associated with fire. I feel like that would make Mars happy. Some crystals would be like garnets or rubies or bloodstones. Some male spirits, Mars, obviously. Aries, obviously. Tear, which is where we get the name from. Tuesday is Tears Day. Hanuman, Simbi again. Botsu, Ogun, Oshimare, or Oshimare. I've never heard it said. I'm sorry. And in the Yazidi tradition, Archangel Raphael. Some female spirits, Izili Dantor. I associate Hippolyta because she's an Amazon. Any other Amazon I would associate with Tuesday. Bhagavachara, Izili Freda, and Pele. Because the volcanoes. I am not Hawaiian. I apologize if she does not give a shit about Tuesday. But she feels very Tuesday. <laughs> to me. Tuesday is associated with Breaking hexes, reversing hexes, passion, courage, contests, competitions, personal power, vitality, strength, anything to do with men, sex, binding, protection, achievement, initiation, and confidence. It would be very nice if we lived in a world where you could literally pick and choose whatever day you want for anything, because it would be very nice to just have competitions on Tuesday. Right? Just be like, that's the day. That is the perfect day. 
So next up on the docket is Wednesday. Wednesday is ruled by Mercury. I've talked about Wednesday a tiny bit when I talked about Hermes. The color for Wednesday is purple. I associate Wednesday with the throat chakra. I also associate Wednesday with the element of air. Some crystals, aventurin and agate. Some male spirits. We have Odin and Woden, hence why it's called Wednesday. Hermes, Mercury in French. It's called it's it's French if they use Mercury as the example. I didn't talk about that for Hermes because well they're the same but they're different. But also why Hermes would be associated with the Wednesday. Also Thoth, Anansi, Shango, Ogun again, Aganyu, Archangel Jophiel, and some female spirits. Madame Brigitte, again. I associate Miss Minerva and Miss Athena with Wednesdays, maybe Thursdays, but Wednesday feels more right, but maybe you feel differently. And Valkyries, because they're associated with Odin. I don't know if they have a day. I didn't see anything, but because they are Odin's messengers, I was like, well, well, say Wednesday is yang energy as well because if you remember when we talked about energies yang energy is projective yin energy is receptive Wednesday definitely feels outward because Wednesday is associated with communication commerce intellectual concerns focus clarity luck study and exam spells divination safety health wisdom and business. Thursday. Thursday is ruled by Jupiter. The color for Thursday is blue. I associate Thursday with our third eye chakra, mostly because of the idea of expansion. Also a little bit because that's what fit there. It puts you on the other option. <laughs> but it's more that I think it, it associates it's easier for me to associate it more with the actual planet Jupiter than the day Thursday but whatever because when I think of spirits associated with Jupiter it makes a little bit more sense I also associate Thursday with air because Jupiter is our big gas giant big air bitch (laughs) (laughs) but big air boy Some crystals would be some turquoise, some amethyst, or some lapis. Some male spirits, Thor, obviously, Thor's day, Thursday. Also Zeus and Jupiter. Cindy, again. Damn. (laughs) Let me just, the only day Cindy didn't like was Sunday and Wednesday. Every other day, Cindy's down. He is willing to be called upon. Yeah, venerate me anytime. Just not Sunday or Wednesday. I don't know why they were listed. I don't know if he has a problem with Sunday and Wednesday, but they weren't on the list. But every other day, I'm like, all right, Cindy. Some more male spirits would be Agaso, Papazaka, Dambala, and Kunis, or Perkunis. Some female spirits, 
Miss Azili Freda again. Asase Ya. Uh, let me just <laughs> ready yourself to say this name. It's it's Thai, and I'm just like I just. Niay or Niay Lero Kiddle Oya La Serene or La Seren and Mat, the Egyptian goddess of truth. I also associate Yang energy with Thursday. There's going to be repeats here as well because there are only two options. There are seven days, meaning there are going to be more of one than the other. It'd be nice if we had six days, then it would be equal, but we don't, so. <laughs> Thursday is associated with prosperity, growth and expansion, long-distance travel, happiness, healing, success, money. Wednesday is more associated with small change. Thursday is lots of money. A new job, a pay raise, male fertility, ambition, luck, honor, and harvests. Next is Friday. Friday is ruled by Venus, also called the Morning Star. The colors, well, the color is green, but of course you could also associate pink. In our modern society, we do associate pink, hence why I think the heart chakra goes here. The element for Friday is earth, although I know some people also associate water here. Either or. Whichever. Some crystals would be coral, emerald, and rose quartz. Some male spirits for Friday is Osain. O-S-A-I-N. Osain. Shango, again. Simi, again. Papa Lisa. Kitsukuru, because he's associated with the morning star. Don't necessarily know if he would appreciate the correspondences, but he is associated with Venus, so that's where you go. And Archangel. Shamuel, some female spirits, Venus, obviously, Aphrodite, Freya, which is where we get Friday from, also Frigga, Astarte, Lakshmi, Oshun, Maria Padilla, Santoshima, Yua, the Great Mother, Maeve, Pachamama, and Archangel Ariel. The energy for Friday, I think, is yin energy. I think you could also make an argument for yang energy because a lot of things associated with Friday are outward or projected. But why not both? Yeah, I was going to say it could be like a split because there's a, there's a couple things around that are like equally yin and yang energy. I, I'm 
specifically thinking of like the year of the rat is considered both yin and yang energy. That yeah. Makes sense. Well, Mercury, the planet, is considered a male and female. So, it is common for things to be yin and yang. It's not like you don't have both energies. You do have both as well. Yeah. Right. I'm sure those of you who are gender fluid are nodding your heads. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. So, the sphere of influence for Friday is love, lust, connections, partnerships, the arts, fertility in general, friendships, things associated with the women, money. Now, Wednesday is small-time money. Thursday is big-time money. And I put money for Friday because Venus is associated with money, and I think people forget that. So, yes, you could also do money-based things on Friday. Literally, Wednesday through Friday, get that bag. <laughs> Make also, that money. happiness, literally get that bread. <laughs> also, happiness, beauty, harmony, and growth. Find it interesting, if you'll notice, I actually put Miss Oshun on Sunday before I looked at her actual information, and she is associated with Friday. So I was like, well, who am I to argue with the facts? <laughs> but if you will notice, a lot of um, the women associated with beauty are on Friday, and Sunday was also beauty, and those tend to be all of the males associated with beauty. Hmm. I noticed that. Because Apollo is known as the gorgeous male, the epitome of all men. And we have Aphrodite down here on Friday. And I'm like, interesting. Hmm. So I was done on purpose. <laughs> it's almost I like don't. it all flows together. It's almost like Sunday is the day for male beauty and Friday is the day for lady beauty. Ladies. So... Also, harmony and growth, if I didn't say those. Growth, because that's why I put the earth element here. Some people put water, whatever. But growth, because Venus is also abundance, if you remember. If you remember the episode about the second house, that's this. Venus rules that. So a lot of that fits there. Money and abundance. I think we associate with some other things, but don't count out Venus. She will also bring those to you. And the last day, but not least, because this planet is the planet that just wants to kill you, oh. <laughs> is Saturday, which is ruled by Saturn. The colors for Saturday are black. I added brown and gray because, mm -hmm. but it's black. <laughs> The chakra I associate here is the root chakra and the element of earth. Some crystals are black onyx, hematite, and black tourmaline. Male spirits, Saturn, obviously. Cronus, obviously. There is not a Norse correspondence for Saturday. In fact, I saw that it said the Germans before the Romans came and called it Saturday, they 
the translation for what they used for Saturday was basically like the day before Sunday. Oh. That is what they called it. They didn't give a shit about Saturday. Fair enough. They said it's another day. Another day, another dollar. (laughs) But, of course, so we we rely on the Romans with Saturn and um, Cronus for the Greeks for our Saturday fix. Also, Baron Samadhi. Samadhi means Saturday. Hence, Saturday. It's in his name. It is what he's called. Yeah, it'd be a little silly if he wasn't associated with Saturday. I remember doing, like, a little bit about Baron Samedi, and I remember that he was, like, the party dude. I... Am I allowed to say that I like Baron Samedi? I feel like some voodoo person's gonna come and be like, no. But I'm like, I enjoy him. He's, like... From what I don't I know much about voodoo when I say that. I'm like, I don't need to, like, step on no toes. I'm just, as an idiot, I'm like, I like him. <laughs> from from what I remember, like, talking about him, he was the one that wore, like, the top hat and the sharp suit. And he had the cane, and he yeah. just had, like, the walk. <laughs> he was the party <laughs> yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. Is it Saturday? You know? Him and Turn up. That you don't want to fuck with, but... <laughs> Um, also, Hanuman, again, Osain, again, Shango, again, <laughs> Cindy, again, one more fucking time, <laughs> um, Ganesha, Archangel Zerachio, and Archangel Azrael, although I don't feel like Archangel Azrael should be associated with the day. But I feel like if you wanted to petition him, maybe because you are grieving and you are struggling with that or something along the lines of death, I feel like Saturday is where he would go. Though I am going to say he is the angel of death. I don't think he has a day. Every day is his day. Yeah, he's like, I'm not going to wait for Tuesday to pass to come get you, Wes. Like, I'm going to come get you. I don't care if it's Saturday. I'm going to come get you when your time is up. Fair. <laughs> um, some female spirits. Madame Brigitte. Again. Izili Dantour. Again. Nana Buruku. Again. Oba. Yamaya. I put Miss Kali here. I did put her on Monday. She doesn't have a day. Um, I did put her on Monday, then I did the things for Saturday, and I was like, never mind. Never mind. Uh, hush I'm sorry mouth. if you're a Hindu, and you were sitting here being like, no, girl, because it's, it's fine. <laughs> also, um, Miss Lily Noe. I wanted to put more Hawaiian spirits, but I just was struggling because they are a bit... We have, like, wind spirits and mist spirits and what have you, and I'm just like, it feels wrong to associate them with days because because it doesn't feel like they have any. But if the Hawaiian culture feels a type of way about it, I'd like to know. I also associate Saturday with yin energy, even though Saturn is male. And... As we just said, I assume you could flip. It's a little bit both, but it's 
Saturday is just a lot of um, inner work. So I associate that with yin energy. Saturn wants to dig up all your shit, so. <laughs> all your inside stuff and go, let's fix all this. He wants okay. to flip you inside out and see what makes you tick. No. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> also, if you were curious, fun fact, if you were curious why Barrel and Somebody is called basically Baron Saturday, it is because Saturday is the day that Christ was well and truly really dead. He died on Friday, technically, but he was alive on that Friday, and then he got up on Sunday. So Saturday, full dead, the whole day, full dead. The other day is transient. Hence why he's borrowed somebody, and hence why he is a baron. Barons have to do with death and cemeteries. So. Even Christ has to pay the piper. <laughs> That's basically it. Even Christ died. He had to He had to answer to the baron, just like the rest of us. Just like we all do eventually. Hence why I also like to put Archangel Azrael here. Um... Not to make Saturday depressing, like, full of, like, death, but it's, they are, um, sort of, like, time spirits. Because I was going to put Quetzalcoatl here if he wasn't associated with the Morning Star. I assume you still could because he is associated with time. So, Saturday, he could double up a couple days. Some correspondences with Saturday. Limitations. Authority. Endurance, think of it in terms of Cronus or the Grim Reaper having the sickle. They are time spirits, you know, kind of like spending all the time in the dirt, kind of like hoeing the soil. Endurance. Stability, protection, finding lost items, gaining focus, self-love, breaking bad habits, psychic work, Astral travel, seances, banishing, spirit work, cleansing, transformation, and hope. Because as I said before when I talked about Saturn, Saturn isn't here to just dig up all your shit and leave you there. Saturn is here to give you hope and dig up all your shit and go, what are we going to do with all this? <laughs> Let's work on all of these things. And those are the days of the week. Of course, Sunday and Monday, ruled by the sun and the moon, hence why they're called Sunday and Monday, also don't have a spirit like Tuesday and Wednesday, because they're planets. That's pretty straightforward. Unless I'm wrong. You could full well tell me I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure that's why the Norse don't have days, don't have spirits for those either, because it's Sunday and Monday. Right. I mean, we're all human, and we're still learning, so, like... If we're super wrong, just just tell us. I I am okay with being super wrong. Mike, we didn't come out of the womb knowing everything. <laughs> Girl. Even though you know, teenagers and kids pretend like we do, but we didn't. So. Fair. Also, if you were curious as to why Aphrodite is also on Sunday, it's because I learned that Aphrodite also has sun correspondence. Both are associated with beauty, so that she said. 
Did I stutter? <laughs> no. Apollo was like, it's my thing. And she said, that's nice. It's my thing, too. She said, that's good for you. Good for you. Good for you, buddy. I'm glad. Ew. <laughs> this is why I love her. Literally just like, good for you. Not giving a shit. Literally. And you can't put her on Monday because her and Artemis are not really friends. So. No. That's okay. I wouldn't imagine they would be, to be honest. It makes sense to me that Hecate and Artemis are friends. And it makes well, sense to me that Aphrodite doesn't Aphrodite. get down with the whole virgin thing. Yeah. She don't like y'all for that. <laughs> she said, I'm sorry, but... Although, fun fact too, this is not about days, but I also did learn in my other spirit book the, the old meaning of virgin. So, because things get lost in translation or things take on new meanings, we actually, me and my dad talk about this a lot, how we give information wrongly. Frequently, we give information wrongly. Right. And it's not like with bad intentions. You just do. The old thing, when you hear, like, a start being a virgin, even though she's a sex goddess, or even Artemis being a virgin, although she is described as an actual virgin, but the old meaning of a virgin was a woman who could not be tied down. So it does not actually mean anything about sex, but it means a woman who will not be married or will not be settled. That is what that means. Huh. Hence why if you're doing the research and you're like, but none of these are virgins, or why are they so obsessed with virgins? It is because in the old days, it didn't mean that. Well, it did, but it also meant something else. But nowadays, we only associate the word virgin with sex. But back then, it meant a free woman. Huh. That is why a few Celtic goddesses, I want to say Maeve is described, as I just said, I want to say she is described as a virgin, even though she is absolutely not one. Well, it explains some research I've done about, I think it was about Artemis, and I was like, this is weird for what I've seen put forward for her, so this is interesting. Yeah, so back in the old days, a virgin meant, and basically it meant an unmarried woman, a woman who was wild and free. Specifically, wild and free. A woman who does not, like, keep her hair under a shroud and does not live with one man and just does as she pleases. That is what the wanton virgin is. But nowadays, it doesn't mean that. So, if you were confused, there you go. (laughs) Well, I suppose it makes sense that it became, like, a sex thing eventually with the whole needing to be married before you have sex that eventually came around? Well, like I said, I do think it also meant, as we say it now, because, like, Mary is considered a virgin. Although she was married, but there's some spirits that I'm like, I know I could see that you are a virgin. Like or some this? saints that are virgins. Right. <laughs> Although it also makes sense in the Christian perspective with saints, because a lot of states are virgins and they are saving themselves for Christ. Hence why they don't get married. Not necessarily wild women, but it's still the same thing as they're not going to get married because they're, they're, 
they are married to Christ. So, even if they are not virgins themselves, they are still virgins because they're never going to get married. Right. It eventually, it makes sense. It all goes together. All things make more sense now. (laughs) I'm like, virgin has a double meaning. It means two things, and we only use one nowadays is what I'm saying. Just like many other things. It reminds me long ago when I said that I feel like rape meant something else back then. Right. Because there's so many rape stories, and I'm like, no, it must have had another meaning, or maybe something we're missing. Because I fully believe that it means what we use it for today, but it's used so much that I'm like, it has to have something else. I swear, I feel it in my bones. (laughs) Well, I want to say it meant, like, abduction and stuff like that. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. Also, I went on a whole tangent to my father. He was standing in the bathroom, brushing his teeth. That poor man. (laughs) And I was talking about how Hermes and Apollo were said to have raped Kione, where she had the twins, and they each was for one god. And I said, see, this is my problem with the word itself. I'm not saying they didn't, but I'm saying if you are saying these are beautiful-ass men, if Apollo is the most beautiful god, why are all these women running from him? Why is he raping, quote-unquote, all these women? That is what makes me feel like it means something else, or maybe it meant something else at the time. Or we're using it, but we don't have another word for what would be there. Right. Because I don't understand. And I don't understand why the Greeks would let that happen. Apollo is the god. He is Bay. <laughs> he was he was Bay back then, so I don't understand why they would even like let him be described in that way. Right. So tying to the virgin thing, I was telling my dad, I'm like, so well the problem is, first of all, we live in a patriarchy and it's a lot easier even from the male perspective, these stories written by men, it is so much easier for them to say the woman was raped and that she didn't want it than to say she was a hoe. Because I fully believe Kione said, yes, the door is open. <laughs> Walk right in. <laughs> it's a lot easier, even for their beloved gods, to be rapists, to save her quote-unquote dignity than for her to just be wanting to fuck all the gods. Right. For ha- to have, so like, a... I already a- know sexual appetite is the words I was looking for it makes me because I'm thinking of the mint story and the story of amethyst although amethyst wanted to be Remy she was a patron or whatever of Artemis she wanted to stay a virgin so she don't count Dionysus said hey and she said "Mm -mm." (laughs) (laughs) no fam I belong to Artemis I will not have sex with you. Dionysus said, okay. But what if I run real fast? (laughs) (laughs) If you didn't know, Artemis turned her into a clear quartz, and then he poured wine on it and made it purple, and that's how we got Amethyst. Uh, So, Artemis heard her, please. Artemis said, not my girl. Nuffling turned her into a gem. That's so fucking rude. He poured wine on her? Like, he was mad at, like, like a dude at a party fucking pouring a drink on yep. a chick who didn't want him. Yeah. Well, one explanation was that it was libations. Like, he felt bad. Okay. So he poured, poured wine on her to be like, oh, 
is one of the explanations as well as was that he was mad. So he put a wine on it. I mean, he is a Greek god, and I don't know too much about him, so... Dionysus is... Something else? He likes he likes some wine and some party. Yeah. You know, he's the party god. <laughs> he's the drunkard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, so, hearing that explanation of Virgin, first of all, changes some of the stories... Changes some of the spirits. And also, I remembered that I, I went on this rant. Because I was like, no. Because, far, per, first of all, I understand that point, at least. And I'm like, well, it's a lot safer to say it was a rape than say a woman was a hoe. Yeah, especially back then. Yeah. Yes, yeah, the whole... We still, well, we don't still do it, but it's not like it's gone away. Yeah. God damn it. God damn it. Maybe I am a hoe. <laughs> like, I'm a, I'll claim the word. Like, damn. But I still do feel in my bones that there's, like, a word missing. We put the word rape there. We don't have a word for it, or maybe that wasn't what it was supposed to be, as in virgin. But I'm like, it has to be. I just don't. I just. All the time. All the time. Goddamn. Except for Poseidon. He is known, like, he is fully assaulting these women. Yeah. But. Like, it makes me a little bit think of Zeus, how Zeus is known for assaulting all these women. I'm like, is he? Probably. But also, like, he is great all-father god. He not ugly, I'm sure. Like, I don't understand. Hera was known to be gorgeous herself. That is the whole point of the whole Paris and the apple. So I'm like, these gods are not ugly. No, I'm not saying, like, people are shallow. That means you have to sleep with them. Right. No, but, like, they're not ugly. So why is there all the rape? <laughs> yeah, like, not all these people could have not been interested in having sex with a god. <laughs> like, seriously. So anyway. So anyway. Uh, if you were, if you were, fun facts for you today. I have facts. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe in October, Peacock Angel. Who may or may not be Lucifer. Well, I guess let's find out. <laughs> mm -hmm. Also, he is the peacock angel. It associated with Sunday, yellow and gold, but he is straight up peacock, like rainbow. Oh. He is all the colors. He said, did you want colors? I got him. I'm like, good for him. <laughs> good for him. Good on him. Hence why also, this is the Yazidi traditions for the Peacock Angel. Well, he's in other traditions, but this is mostly the Yazidi traditions. But hence why the other angels also have a day and a color. Because he's the Peacock Angel. He's on Sunday, and he has all the colors. I was like, ah. Oh. Then all the other six angels get a day and a color. I was like, oh. I understand. Sense. This makes sense. <laughs> I understand the thing. Also, another fun fact, if you didn't know, the Peacock Angel is a title. Lucifer is also a title. None of those are his name. Feel free to ask him what his name is. I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> that is not my hill. Feel I'm not going to die on that hill. Unless he tells me, I'm full well okay with not knowing. 
I say this because if you Google the peacock angel, the Yazidis, as far as the other Abrahamic faiths are concerned, are considered devil worshippers. And I was like, hmm, why? Because then when I read, it was like, because the peacock angel is associated with Lucifer. And I was like, oh. Ah. Uh. So they, you right. They're not. They see it differently, obviously. But, but I was like, oh, I understand. I understand how they, like, crossed that bridge and got to that movie. <laughs> I got <laughs> <laughs> how they figured that one. I understand how they associated that association. <laughs> that was a word choice. <laughs> anyway, days. Days. This looks like one of the, the last basics. You're welcome. I'm sure we'll come across a few others, and we'll do those too. But. Yeah. I know, but I was just, like, looking. I mean, I'm sure I haven't written even all of them down in my Book of Shadows, but I was just looking, and I was like, I mean, we've kind of done them all. Good for us. Yay, us. Oh, what do you have for us? Okay. <laughs> so, mine also is another conversation topic, like last week's. And this one is, this one is the concept of belief and how it relates to witchcraft. And we've kind of touched upon it not using the word belief, but we've kind of touched upon it in the past couple episodes, like uh, in August. But this also kind of feels like a basic thing, but it's not because you, you're you not going to like come into witchcraft believing everything. And of course, you that's not a good thing. You shouldn't really believe everything. You should have some skepticism and so on and so forth. But what I mean by belief is that you, you have to believe the thing is going to work or it's not going to work. <laughs> That's like the whole point. And we've we've talked about it a little bit uh, not too long ago, but like you have to believe the universe is gonna get you that thing and then you just have to release that thing. You can't focus on it, you can't hyper-focus on it, you can't keep drilling like spells into it because then it's not gonna work. It's gonna, like the universe is gonna look at you and be like, well, you're just obsessing now. But the, the problem with that is that people have, like, issues with having blind faith and belief in things. And, of course, this is also something we've talked about previously, is people's issue with blind faith. I think part of, like, my thing, if I could describe, is, like, if you were coming into witchcraft because you were renouncing religion you're already coming at it kind of two steps back because if you don't believe in religion and you think you could turn to witchcraft and you start to stumble upon spirits and things, you're already coming in with no blind faith. That is probably why you renounce religion in the first place. So you ought to take a couple of steps of blind faith, which might be a struggle if you are not inclined to blind faith. Right. Also, like, the, the well, example... I say, say, this, 
I say this because I have met like a, I have met first of all many of people. I'm not the most Christian person anymore. That is how I grew up. But I will say, I didn't necessarily like renounce Christianity. It's just not something that I feel like holds my heart and soul. When I talk to people though who are atheists and believe in nothing, and I'm like, wow, you just have no blind faith in no, in anything. Which I remember talking to one of your way past coworkers. I'm like, you don't even see how that trickles into your everyday life. So you probably don't even believe, like, you probably have struggles with, like, oh, I don't even know, like, if my package is going to come in. Or, like, what if something happens? It's like, hmm. There are many interpretations that you can have faith that are not religious. But I can see how some some people very much struggle with blind faith. Right. The, the example that I was thinking of when I was thinking of this, like, conversation discussion question is so when we first came into witchcraft we kind of had this 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 back not backwards but like stepped back view of deities we talked about them kind of like as if they weren't there and obviously they're not gonna answer us if we don't believe in them. But like now with you with Hermes, like there's they're starting to come out more because we're not not believing in them. Like we're not just going through the motions of them being there, like doing the altars because that's what you do when when you're new to witchcraft and all these different things, like it's it's less less going through the motions and more like okay how do I actually apply this to this and like instead of just doing random offerings what are the offerings that would be specific to this deity we're trying to interact with so basically what I'm saying is as our belief increased as we stopped not as we stopped pretending to believe and actually started believing, things actually started happening. Does that make sense? Yeah, I will say, speaking of, of belief, I think there are stages of disbelief. Because I think, even then, I think you and I were even at two different, like, stepping points. Right. Because I will say, I besides the moment where I was an atheist in high school... I definitely came out of the perspective of I'm not the biggest, like I said, I'm not the biggest Christian person, but as somebody who believes in God, believing in anything pagan, as most people is like, yeah, but that stuff in like books. It's not complete lack of belief, but it's more like I believe in this thing over here and I'm not sure if I can believe in this stuff over here. Whereas some people are completely coming at it of no belief at all in anything. Right. Because I found, like, I found the easiest coming into was things like fairies and, like, gnomes. Because I'm like, I can believe in stuff like that um, because that seems easy. And I kind of came at it of the point of view of believing in angels, as I still believe. I started to believe a bit in, like, some Hindu spirits because I just thought they were interesting. But it was more like 
tiptoeing because I wasn't necessarily sure if I was like willing to believe in things that I like read about because I'm like, well, these are fiction. These don't like exist, which I feel like is not necessarily the same as being a straight up atheist who doesn't believe in anything. But it's still, I mean, a disbelief. Yeah. But I think it could be in different stages or different perspectives of disbelief in something. And I'm still not necessarily sure if I believe in every single type of spirit, but I'm definitely more open to seeing it. Right. My my thing now is, like, whether I believe in it or not, somebody else probably believes in it, making it real to somebody else is kind of how I see it. I remember describing to you and to my father about the fact that I think that I kind of see it in terms of in equal measure that all of these spirits could exist and that these spirits, like maybe there is only a handful, well I don't want to say handful because I think there's hundreds of thousands of them, but that there could only be a certain amount and they take different shapes and different names, sort of how there's that is what syncretism is. It makes me think of how we could have, like, Hermes and Thoth and this and that. And I'm like, hypothetically speaking, it could, that could all just be one spirit. And depending on your culture and what have you, it's going to answer. I don't think spirits necessarily care because they take many names and shapes and faces. Right. But in equal measure, I do believe that all of them exist. But in a way, it's like, well, they all do exist because no matter how you slice it, they're going to answer. So even, does it matter if I ever get that answer? Is it a handful of spirits that take thousands of names or is it a handful of thousands of millions of spirits? Well, it's irrelevant. But either way, I mean, it's the same thing, essentially. Right. It's like the difference between like the head and the heart because the head is trying to figure all that stuff out and the heart is like, it doesn't fucking matter. It's just there. <laughs> That's it's irrelevant. Like, I remember thinking of all of these like love goddesses and how like some of them are very similar and they have very similar correspondence. So it's like, so on one hand, especially learning about Aphrodite. So it's like, so Astarte became Ishtar became Inanna became Aphrodite. So is it one spirit that takes multiple names, or are they all four different spirits? Does that matter? No. Is it interesting to think about? Yeah. But it doesn't matter, because whatever you call her, she's going to answer to. Right. So all she cares about is that you called. So. You raised her up. <laughs> Literally. I, I didn't realize, like, I remember explaining to my dad that the Yazidi tradition, as I was just saying previous is believes in one supreme creator voodoo also believes in one supreme creator and the african diaspora believes in one supreme creator so also hypothetically it's like so does it matter if you call him god or allah or el because is he going to answer well it doesn't really matter does it because many religions actually believe there's only one supreme creator so he's going to answer no matter what I kind of see spirits as like, take many names and many faces. It's really irrelevant at the end of the day. What matters is that you're calling. Right. 
but I didn't realize you're, we live in a Western society that's very Abrahamic. I actually didn't realize that many religions only believe in one God. It isn't just them. I was like, that's actually interesting to me. <laughs> actually, factually, that's interesting. Because yeah. then how some people do like to describe like the Loa as you know, it's like sort of like African angels. And I'm like, no, no, because that makes sense because Zeus is technically the all-father. Odin is the all-father. So what, does it matter if you call him God or El or Allah or Zeus or if you call him Odin? I guess hypothetically it doesn't because there's going to get an answer, right? And all of these people fall under this one patriarch or domineering person. Are these deep? It's like, I what I think of my brain. Like, are these deities or goddesses or are these angels? Well, hypothetically speaking, just because they're called angels doesn't mean they're not deities. Because they are. They do things. They perform miracles. They have powers. It's the same thing. So in a way, I'm like, you know, I believe in it all, I guess. <laughs> fuck it. Just fuck it. It's, like it's all the same shit. I believe in all of it. Well, fair enough. No, that, yeah, because I feel that way, too, just, like, it's all the same. It, it all rounds back to the same shit all the time, every single time. Oh, the itch. As you were saying about what people believe, it's like, if you believe, like, if you believe that there's separate pantheons, or if you believe that everything is separate, that all these spirits are separate, that is what you believe. If you don't believe that, irrelevant. Like, it, it really doesn't matter. What matters is in your heart and that you believe that thing. I personally believe that the spirit is going to answer. I don't think it cares. Do I see them separately? Yes. But I do like to recognize a little bit that a lot of these are similar or maybe connected or maybe the same damn spirit. I think it's interesting to think about, but I, I also do recognize that I do see, like, Ishtar and Aphrodite as two separate people. <laughs> Even though they may or may not be, I'm like, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Again, like you said, that's it fine. doesn't, doesn't matter. <laughs> At the end of the day, it really it really couldn't matter less as long as you get the answer you want. Well, maybe not even the answer you want, just an answer. An answer. I think seeing it that way has made me more accepting I feel like it's confusing like to see all these spirits in a particular way or like all of this information could be confusing but there's a part of me that feels accepting of it because like in the one spirit book I just bought there it was called uh, Lord Maitre Maitreya or what have you I'm probably butchering that because I'm trying to remember it in my lizard brain <laughs> but he is a Buddha which I'd like to talk about that one day because a Buddha is a title yeah. It's not a person. It is a title. However, he is a Buddha, but he is known as, he is a Buddha, but he is also known as what the Christians see as Christ and how the Jews are expecting the Messiah, the Muslims await the Messiah. He is basically all of these things, and I'm like, that's interesting. Now, if you do any research on Jesus Christ himself, it is told you know, that he did visit Japan and he did visit India. He did not just stay in Israel. There are 
other cultural interpretations of Jesus. And having this figure here as somebody who thinks like there's many names and many faces to a spirit, I'm just like, so in a way it's like, it's not saying that I don't even believe in Jesus anymore. Cause I suppose I do because Jesus himself took many different faces. Even if you call him something else, you're talking about the same spirit or the same person. And I'm just like, yeah, yep. Just we're all saying the same shit. Like there's a part of me that's like, we're really all saying the same things. Even if these spirits happen to be separate or the same people, it's like, but we're all connected because of it. I believe what it, I'm, I'm here. I'm here for it all. This group over here, like, that's basically what I'm saying. It's like, this group over here calls in Christ. This group over here calls in this. This group over here calls in this. Is it the same spirit? Is it not the same spirit? I actually feel like it made me believe in it more. Because it makes me think that there are thousands and millions of people who believe in this. That's fine. That's enough for me. <laughs> I hesitate to say we can't all be wrong, because we fully can. But yeah. That's how I'm looking at it. It's like, we can't all be wrong. I mean, we're all human and fallible, so. I believe in the collective unconscious, so I don't believe that we're all wrong. <laughs> I mean, with the amount of times we talked about it. This thing, whatever this is, that's how I, I guess that is how I feel. We talked about the collective conscious a thousand one times. I feel like these things, whatever they are, take the shapes and faces and names that we give them because we're all, car- car- we're all carrying the same collective unconscious. The spirits are connected to that. Right. So they know. They already know. They know that they have a thousand names and a thousand faces. They don't care. <laughs> they really couldn't give less of a fuck. I don't believe I don't believe they care at all. Or maybe you think they do care and that they're all separate. That's okay. Again, that's that's, that's your choice. <laughs> also true. I remember thinking like that's why I like that encyclopedia of spirits because she says that multiple times. In multiple entries, she'll be like, is this one spirit or two separate spirits? Maybe. I'm like, that's how I feel. It's like, they might be. They might as well damn be. (laughs) (laughs) Who fucking knows? One way or another. But yeah, I thought that'd be something interesting to talk about. But I guess, like, a basic point is, is if you don't have, like, belief in yourself or belief in the universe or anything, none of your witchcraft is going to work. None of it. But, again, that's my humble opinion. And somebody can come through and fight me about it, so... Well, I think it's only seen maybe as an opinion. It's an opinion, but I definitely think it's... I think it's easier to pick apart when we're only talking about witchcraft but as i said it's like you do full well have to believe like your plane is going to come in on time yeah or you're going to make to your you're going to make it to your trade like you see it in everyday life i just think when people think of it esoterically people are really quick to be like no i'm like no you have to have full belief every day in everything you have to full well believe you're not going to get a car crash if you get in your car otherwise you would never get in a car Right. 
you have to. Like, that is how that works. But I just think those are so small and so everyday that you just don't think of them as belief. But that is what they are. I fully believe, like, when I, you know, buy a candle for Bath and Body Works, it's going to smell good. I have faith in them. Like, I full well believe that. Yeah. What media do you have? Oh. Uh. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, because I forgot. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, like, I forgot we had to do this part. <laughs> <laughs> so, I want to talk about... This has nothing to do with days. I wasn't going to sit here and be like, is there days in anything? But fuck that. Fuck them days. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about the chilling adventures of Sabrina. Okay. Well, because it's sort of like talking about, like, Charmed the other day. It's like, at some point, you got to talk about the just the actual witches doing witch shit. Because the whole podcast is about witchcraft. Yeah. There's never going to be a topic of witchcraft to where you can talk about witches. That's the whole point of every episode. <laughs> so a witch one of my favorites although I didn't grow up in the 90s I'm a bit younger than that but I watched the original Sabrina this is this is not that this is Sabrina for y'all kids Although, if you didn't know, the show itself is based off of a graphic novel that somebody made off of the Archie comics. Hence why it is darker, because the graphic novels are darker. So if you picked up an Archie comic an old, of old Sabrina and you're just like, what is this? That's why. Yeah, it's not the, the cutesy drama that we got when we were kids. No. I wish... Full well, universe, please listen to me. Somebody please pick up the Archie comics from the 50s and 60s, ancient Sabrina when she first came in, and her 60s self. I want that. I basically want Bewitched, but I want Sabrina. I want Sabrina the way she looks, like the way she was. Like, literally, do it in the 60s. That's what I want. (laughs) It's nice to put her in the modern day like they did in the 90s and 2000s, and they did here. But, like, I want, like... The Archie comics are old, and I want that. That's what I want. Somebody in the universe is going to hear that. They're going to get that message, and I'm going to get it. So Somebody just got the idea, and they were like, hey, what if we... What if we did this? I'm like, please do that. Thank you. That is That is what I'm requesting, please. I tell you this information because on the wiki itself is that it is based, it says it is based on the Archie comic book series of the same name, of the same name. No. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina was actually something, a comic book or a graphic novel, what have you, that was separate. That was inspired by the Archie comics. So let me just, no wiki. (laughs) But also, yeah, kind of wiki. Oh, wow. The comic book came out in 2014. Hmm? Anyway, I'm talking about the show. I mean, I could talk about the comic, but I don't want to. I'm talking about the show. Which had to be canceled because of Corona. So. 
Corona just ruined everything. But if you clicked on these, like you were like, ooh, Sabrina. As I said, if you're like, what the fuck is this? Not that Sabrina. That's why. Well, if you were like, oh, they're going to remake Sabrina. They did, but not in the way you were hoping or thinking. <laughs> Pray. Because if you, didn't, if you don't read comic books, you completely missed this. You completely didn't even know this was going to happen. So the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is called the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina since it's all dark and shit. <laughs> and it is set in the fictional town of Greendale. Yes, it is also associated with Riverdale because that is based off of Arch Comics and it's all connected. I do know, I think they're supposed to make another TV show. There is another character that's missing oh. in another town in the Archie Comics. This is not the Archie Comics episode, but let me give you some info. <laughs> it's not just DC Comics that I like. I read other shit. <laughs> I used to buy Buddy and Veronica all the time. Oh my God. And I used to scribble in them. I don't know why. I was about I to did. say why. <laughs> I don't know, but I did. Like, I would read through them, and then when I was done, I would, like, color it in their clothes or scribble in the doodle in it. I don't know. Weirdly specific, but okay. <laughs> well, I was so, a child. Yeah, I was going to say child you. The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is a dark coming-of-age story that includes horror, fear, and witchcraft. Witchcraft is what you came here for, probably. <laughs> I don't think they needed to put that. I mean, you can. I mean, it's important, but also, like, no shit. She, she a witch. Says Sabrina Spellman, at least her name is still the same, <laughs> must reconcile her dual nature as a half-witch, half-mortal while fighting the evil forces that threaten her, her family, and the daylight world humans inhabit. Lots of... I actually have not watched this. As someone who read comics, that is where I'm coming from. But if you enjoy demons, girl, there's demons. Girl, you got demons. <laughs> if you are here for, if you are a, like a, like you're a person every time I do a Lucifer or devil anything, you're running for it. I'm like, yes, here you go. Here's another one. If you're like, anytime it's set in hell, I want to watch it. Girl, I got you. I was going to say, we got you. Demons, hell, the devil, it's all here. Lilith, she here too. <laughs> Although, I don't list, I, let me just be that guy for a second. I don't necessarily love Lilith being like the queen of hell. It's not what she is. So, let me just say, don't always love it. But I love seeing her <laughs> in something. So it's nice to know that Sabrina is still half human, half witch. That's what she was in the original series. That is what she is. She's still that. I also think, if I remember correctly, this TV show does maintain the whole um, learning part. She don't know nothing. She's, she's learning how to be a, a little witchy lady. Witch a woman. Oh, wow. So, I'm just having a moment. says, McKenna Grace plays a young Sabrina Spellman in flashbacks. I'm like, that little girl is everywhere. <laughs> She's making that bank. I'm not kidding. 
<laughs> Apparently, there is a Sabrina Morningstar, which is a version of Sabrina from an alternate timeline in which she decides to embrace the darkness in her life. Uh-huh. Honestly, can that can that be a show? Let's do that. <laughs> no, seriously. We still have Harvey. Sabrina's lovey-dovey. Oh, are we going to do that? Well, I already don't need to watch it. Just in case you were curious, this is a team drama. Because um, Harvey is described as the son of a coal miner and descended from witch hunters who hunted the Church of Night. He uses his skills as a witch hunter to help Sabrina and his friends fight the forces of darkness. Like, wow, of course she's a witch and she's dating a witch hunter. It's almost like this is a teen show and I've seen this before. Right. God damn it. We shouldn't be together, but we are. That's that shit. <laughs> Everybody tries to do the Romeo and Juliet thing and it's like, no, that's tired. Yeah. Of course, Auntie Hilda and Auntie Zelda are still here, although they are a little bit different. then you may remember them. Oh, we have some Hecate representation. Oh, do we? I see her in the show. Yes. Wow. If you want some Hecate love, clearly they do that here. That's what the wiki says. It says, Miss Auntie Zelda here, um, she was a member of the Church of Night, and then she later becomes High Priestess of the Coven and departs from Satanic beliefs, deciding that the Coven should worship the goddess Hecate. So if you get down, some Hecate, Auntie Zelda is your gal. I was going to say I, I. <laughs> so, I'm skimming. We have a trans character here. If that's something important to you. A trans boy, to be specific. Do you want to tell me about the characters? I'm okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I am just fine. Well, the premise is two seconds. Um, so, basically. That's interesting. Not also, I'm also not fucking surprised. So, as if you remember us talking about Teen Wolf and all these things. Although Teen Wolf was on... MTV, but teen drama things. If you remember what we were talking about, The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina was originally in development at the CW, but then the project was moved to Netflix. Am I shocked? No. Not in any way, shape, or form. I literally feel like the CW just throws fucking money at everything. Like, I want the teen drama. Teenagers in peril? Where is my checkbook? That is how the CW feels. So, I will say this. This is a teen drama, and if I remember correctly, there are lots, there's lots of, there's some sexuality. Because, goddammit, I guess that's, that's required. Honestly. If I ever watch this, I'm just going to have to, like... I don't know what I'm gonna have to do, but the, but the the just the way teen dramas are, just like it's like I have to prepare for them, right? It makes me think of um, Vampire Academy and all the teen drama that was in that. So much teen drama. It's like why? 
ไปกูเอเป็นไวเอาเปล่า Sorry, I glanced over the Sabrina Spellman to see what popped up, and it is an original picture of her from the from her from from her comic, <laughs> Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I'm just like, look at her sixty ass self. She's so sixties. Look at her. <laughs> look at her She's working silly. it. <laughs> look at her in her cat. Fun fact: um, Salem did not talk in the comics. That was strictly. For uh, the TV show in the '90s, he did not talk before. I actually, if I remember correctly, he doesn't talk in this either. It was like for some reason they just went, "What about a talking cat?" We all ate that up. But he not he just he did he don't. He did for a little bit. Like, <laughs> like Salem in the TV show though was so fucking sassy. <laughs> They did us a service. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm just saying. Yeah. He didn't. He was. He wasn't meant to. Yeah, he didn't before, and he don't anymore. But he did for a second. It was like, what if we talked? But what if we made him a sassy black cat? That premise was like two seconds. I I did describe it to you. I literally read the whole thing. It was two sentences. However, I do want to describe. If you're, if if you, maybe if you're somebody who watched Sabrina and you're like, this is some cutesy shit or this is like nothing, this is definitely up your alley. If you like things, I don't actually want to say like American Horror Story because that's a bit that's usually graphic and gory. And I haven't watched this, so I will not make the comparison. But if that is up your street, you will like this because I did notice this is way more spooky and horror and like scary, whereas. Lots of other things that are magic don't really lean into that. If we can say there are lots of things like practical magic, charmed, all these things. None of those things are scary. I appreciate like the dark <laughs> as well. I like both. Yeah, they are good. I, I watched Coven and um, Apocalypse because scary witches. I I appreciate. I do. Witches that will literally stab you if you look at them wrong. That's that's what I want. Which and I know I I also appreciate the way Sabrina looks. She does have the bobbed haircut, which is Sabrina. That is very sixty Sabrina. She also dresses very um. Oh, I don't want to say dark academia because it's not that. It doesn't go that far. But it's very dark and very like preppy kind of like school type. Like short skirt and tights, like Mary Jane type, and I fully get down. I appreciate. Yeah. I'm not. It's like I'm not gonna dress like that, but I enjoy looking at it. Like yes, in another life I look like that. <laughs> <laughs> in an alternate timeline, that is my closet. So something new. If you're tired of hearing us talk about old shit, this is new. Watch this. <laughs> What is your media? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I like What gotta pull like? it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, because I was doing something while I was like saying that, so I was just kind of like not mentally here. Okay, so 
I'm going to talk about something that kind of gained traction recently. I'm not, I don't remember when it came out, like what specific day or month. It definitely came out this year. <laughs> um, and it has three parts to it. Each part is like an hour and a half to two hours long. So kind of almost movie length. Well, I think they're all like, I think it's supposed to be that way. I like, I think they're supposed to be like movies, kind of like, um, not Freddy vs. Jason, but the movies that have those two in them, like the horror slasher kind of movies. And it's, it's been a while, I feel like, since I've talked about a horror movie. So, here it is. <laughs> I just watched these yesterday. Well, yesterday as we're recording, because it's definitely not yesterday when, that, when this came out. But I watched them recently. And, yeah, I'm going to read the synopsis and stuff really quick. And then I'll go into it, because it's... Like, it gained traction, and I watch them, and they're good, but they're not, like, good enough for the hype that I've heard about them. You know, they're just, they're a very 80s, 90s type slasher film. So, so this one is the one that I'll start with. It's uh, Fear Street Part 1, 1994. So the other two are 1978 and 1966. So Fear Street Part 1, 1994, is a 2021 American teen slasher film directed by Leigh uh, Jenica? Jen Janiac? Janiac. 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 It's a J-A-N-I-A-K. Like... Uh, with a script co-written by Phil Graziaday. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> From an original story by Kyle Killen. Wow. Okay. You guys just kept adding names. <laughs> by an original script, by, by original story by Kyle, based on a book series <laughs> by R.L. Stein. <laughs> My goodness. So you know it's going to be some type of some type of way if it's based on a book series by R.L. Stein. So yeah. Anyway, here's like a little bit about it. So in 1994, Heather Watkins, a mall store, a mall bookstore employee, is murdered by a mass killer revealed to be her friend Ryan Torres. After murdering her and several mall employees, he is shot to death by the police. The media report the massacre as the norm for Shadyside, which they dubbed the murder capital of the United States. Meanwhile, the neighborhood town of Sunnyvale is its polar opposite at it, as it is considered one of the richest and safest cities in the country. Many of the Shadyside teenagers believe that this is the result of the witch Sarah Fear, who placed a curse on the town before being executed for witchcraft in 1666. Dina Johnson, a Shadyside student, does not believe that 
the does not believe in the fear witch and has recently broken up with her closeted girlfriend Sam, who has since moved to Sunnyvale. Deanna's brother Josh spends his time researching the town's history and her friends Simon and Kate sell drugs in hopes of escaping the town. So again, uh, it's a typical 90s slasher film kind of feeling to it. Like, but the one thing I do have to say is it's very nice to see the main characters are not only people of color, but spoiler alert, they do not die. Oh, wow. <laughs> right? The, all of the people who die are not the people of color. <laughs> and it's, it's, it kind of makes sense because, <laughs> because Dina and her brother, they're both black and it's funny to me because at one during one scene there's somebody wearing a skull mask and a cloak standing outside their house with a knife and she grabs a knife from the knife drawer and she goes to the back door she opens it and says you're pathetic and then closes the door and locks all the doors and locks all the windows and i was like my lady. <laughs> and then she immediately calls her friends and is like, hey, there's somebody fucking around outside. Like, can can you, like, come check on me or come help or whatever the fuck? And I was like, see, that's not something teenage protagonists typically do in horror films. I, I'm thankful for her. <laughs> The three, yeah, I'm just going to call them movies because that's kind of their length. They follow Dina, her brother, and her friends as they're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. So, so this guy, Ryan, gets killed during the shooting, and then later on... After, like, Sam becomes part of this whole thing, is you have to have the romance, and I'm, I'm also thankful it's a lesbian romance. Like, they don't do the whole typical, typical romance. I, I enjoy the fact that they're lesbians. Lesbian <laughs> representation, we need more of it. But Sam becomes part of this, and then people start trying to kill Dina, Josh, her two friends, and Sam. They start coming for them, and they don't know why. And one of the guys, they pull off the skull mask of the guy who was standing outside, and they find out that it was the guy who was previously shot earlier in the, epi like the, the movie. And then that's when everything starts to blow up, because they're like, okay, what the fuck's happening? This guy's, like, supposed to be dead, and we... We ripped open his stomach or whatever they did to him, and he's not dead yet, and all these kinds of things. And they slowly start to, like, figure out the fact it's has to do with Sarah Fear. And she's, so she was an accused witch who was hanged. And this kind of goes along with the whole belief thing, because everybody in Shadyville, for the most part, there are, of course, the few who don't believe in the myth and then have to pay for that, essentially. 
but pretty much everybody in Shadyville believes they're cursed because of what happened to Seraphir, that she comes back and she wants to kill everybody and make them pay for what their ancestors did. And then Sunny Sunnyvale perpetuates that. And we do find out late like find out later on why there's such polar opposites where Sunnyvale is rich and happy and the safest place in the world while Shady Shadyville is not. <laughs> we do find out why that is in the third installment. Which kind of a good kind of a good plot twist. Like, they kind of sewed it together pretty good. I enjoyed the twist that they made into it, but um, it also the twist they did kind of also kind of did feel like a stretch. I'm not going to tell you what the twist is, but the way they set up the first two installments, it felt kind of like a stretch later on. But it was still an interesting twist that they added to it. So, yeah, the first one is 1994, you know, Sam's getting chased and they're trying to figure out, like, why Seraphir is doing this. People die <laughs> and they get it to stop for a little bit. And by that, I mean literally only a little bit. <laughs> because it's like within the next day, shit starts up again, which is the second movie. So in the second movie is 1978, and that follows the storyline of a character named Ziggy, who becomes important. Ziggy survived a massacre at a, um, a summer camp where something similar to what is happening, happening in Shadyville happened there. And she was the only survivor who got left, essentially. So they try to figure out, okay, how did you get Seraphir to stop attacking you? Like, how did you get that to end? So they use what they know about her to figure out how to stop Seraphir for the first half. But in the second half, she's like, it doesn't end. That's the point. Like, she never stops coming for you. And the second movie is Ziggy's telling of what happened in the summer camp. And it goes more in depth when they thought, oh, well, we just have to find the rest of the witch and then, like, find the, her body and then we'll figure it out and it all makes sense. As, human, <laughs> as horror movies go, obviously that didn't happen. Because it's a horror movie, and there was a third installment. It could have been like that if there hadn't been a third installment. <laughs> and then in the third installment, we find out how it all started. Like, why it all started, how it all started. And kind of spoiler, but kind of not. The whole reason why this is going on is because Sarah Fear was wrongly accused like she wasn't the witch the one who was actually the witch was the one who got her accused and to save her her love interest in the 1666 version she like she confessed to everything because 
the food was rotting, the animals were eating each other, the animals were dying, going crazy. Um, the pastor went crazy and killed all the children. So, like, they, they were witch hunting because they needed somebody to blame. So she came forward to save her love interest and went, I am the witch, and of course she got hung for that. So you find out what happened to her in 1666, and then, so they figure out why all, like, why everything has been happening since 1666, where Shadyville is so inundated with serial killers. And from there, figure out how to solve it. But, so there's a witch, and there really is a witch, it's just not the person you think is the witch the whole time. And then there's this story that they perpetuate that everybody believes in and some people don't believe in and then like use that against the people who do believe in it to make them seem crazy or what have you to keep their own interests alive. And in the 1666 version, the reason it all worked out eventually is because Dina didn't just go and not, like, she had belief that Seraphir, what she saw for Seraphir was the real thing, and she immediately acted on that instead of holding back and being like, well, that's not the story that I've heard this whole time. And that, that's, that's why I bring up Fear Street. It was interesting, but the, I, I want to say it's kind of overhyped, but it's not like it's a terrible watch. It kind of reminds me, like, it reminds me just a little bit of Stranger Things, but mostly because um, the redhead is in the second movie, which... In my humble opinion, the second movie's the best one, but I think I just have a thing about second movies anyway. Uh, yeah, it kind of reminds me of Stranger Things, which Stranger Things is getting a season four in 2023, so I'm excited about that. 2023, 2022. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm fucking insane. 2022. But yeah. I feel like I always get nervous when shows are like, yeah, we're going to make another season. You're just like, so you can have more potential to fuck it up. Yeah, I'm really worried because they're doing, like, the world now. I think she yeah. gets kidna kidnapped by a world government agency and, you know, um, Harkin Harkinson? What's his fucking name? The sheriff. <laughs> I don't remember. Anyways, her stepdad. Well, it wasn't what you said. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't remember. I keep thinking Jeff Harkinson for some reason. I was like, that's not right. Who is it? What's his fucking <laughs> Who name? Who him? Anyways, Elle's uh stepdad, you know, he's in Russia right now and they all think he's dead. So going along with that, I'm pretty sure she gets up abducted by the Russians, but we'll find out. Probably. You know, probably. 
it sounds like something that would happen in, you know, the 70s. They were up eight. Is it, was it 80s? Whatever time period. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. <laughs> Whatever fucking time period. You can go watch that. It's not it's not a bad watch. It's kind of like a good date movie because it's not super scary and it's not like super super creepy slasher. But it's it's like just scary enough to warrant cuddling. <laughs> Like I said, good date horror movie. Yeah, some some horror movies are not good date horror, horror movies. Oh. Like do not do not put Saw on <laughs> as a date movie. Don't do that. Unless she's like they're like really into that. I don't know. I'm not, but that is also my humble opinion. Yeah, that's all I have. That's what I have for today. As you were talking about, I was like, I think you remember seeing ads for that. Once upon a time. I don't remember. I think I was listening to the other witchy podcast and they were complaining about how like it's gotten hyped. So I was like, oh, I wonder. So I looked it up because horror movies. And then I went on a horror movie binge yesterday, so it was nice. So it was good. So it was all right. Well. If you'd like to hear more from us, you can hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, just searching up Mixed Witches Podcast, or you can shoot us an email, mixedwitchespodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Society6, which is also at Mixed Witches Podcast, <laughs> or go over to our site, which is mixedwitchespodcast.squarespace.com. <laughs> Just yes. So I hope you guys enjoyed we spooky, this. We had spooky topics. Spooky. Like, spooky. Media. Yeah, spook spook media. That's early. That's well, I guess it, it would be getting about time. Yeah. I mean, you could be spooky all the time. But. but we're starting early before October hits. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just like our last medias were both werewolf based. Or had werewolves in it, and now we go pick stuff that's spooky. We're, we're starting to feel it. Yes. The seasons are turning. The one brain cell. <laughs> the one brain cell. It's almost Scorpio season is what our brain is saying. They're like, get spooky. I'm just like, okay. But yeah. Hope you guys had a good time listening to us ramble. And yeah. <laughs> hope to see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Getting faded, did not appreciate all that they created. We're chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. Thinking more, but doing less. Keeping score, but failing at the test, y'all. Chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. Chasing after that witch's brew. Got nothing better to do Cause y'all sailing down Easiest street again Damn X marks the spot Or is it O Getting high then 
feeling so low Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn Damn, 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 damn. 